section twenty one of the end of the middle age twelve seventy three to fourteen fifty three by eleanor constance lodge this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami chapter eleven the shores of the baltic part one the baltic sea was to the north of europe what the mediterranean was to the south all the chief trade of the north was conducted along its shores ships plied constantly from the baltic to the north sea and thus to western europe the fishing industry especially in the days when the strict rules of the church rendered fish an indispensable commodity was a great source of wealth and it was here that herrings could be caught in the greatest numbers the coast of scania as the southern portion of the swedish peninsula was called was the favourite haunt of the herring in the fourteenth and early fifteenth centuries important towns sprang up on the shores of the baltic and the north sea and the question who should exercise control over these valuable waters and to whom should fall the lion's share of the profits of trade and fishing became a burning one this political question arising chiefly out of commercial rivalries on the west was complicated on the southern and eastern shores by religious considerations the baltic sea and its neighbouring waters were surrounded by three different races the scandinavians inhabited denmark sweden and norway the germans mecklenburg and part of pomerania the closely connected coast of the north sea and brandenburg which was not far from the ocean while the south and east part of pomerania prussia lithuania livonia and estonia was the home of the slavs the same race which inhabited poland and bohemia long before our period begins the poles and the bohemians had been converted to christianity and so had the vens as the western slavs in pomerania were called a country which had been practically germanized from the valley of the vistula eastwards the slavonic people of the coast were heathen and uncivilized efforts had been made from time to time to win over the prussians and their neighbours to the christian faith but the work of conversion was dangerous as well as difficult and early in the thirteenth century a polish duke invited a body of german knights to aid in the task the conquest of prussia and the settlement of the southeastern provinces of the baltic were therefore begun by germans instead of christianized slavs the teutonic knights thus introduced into the north were a military order founded originally at the time of frederick barbarossa's crusade to the holy land after the great emperor's death a few fragments of the german army struggled on to take part in the siege of acre where some pious merchants of bremen and lubeck formed a body of soldier nurses to look after the sick of their own race and the german knights of st mary as they were called grew into an important order with rules very similar to those of the templars from whom however they were distinguished by the black cross which they bore on their long white mantles while their national character was secured by the admission of none but germans to full membership of the order when palestine ceased to present opportunities for military energy the teutonic knights had made their headquarters at venice and from thence they gladly came to fight against the heathens of northern europe they built their fortresses of torn culm and marienwerda along the valley of the vistula 
and joined hands with a small military order called the knights of the sword which had already been established at riga to force christianity on the heathen livonians more to the north conversion in the eyes of the teutonic knights meant conquest the sword was their chief method of dealing with the heathen little by little prussia fell under their rule and poland saw to her disgust a strong german military state established along the shores of the baltic where she would have preferred to extend her own christianity under slavonic rule in the early fourteenth century when the fate of the templars showed what might be in store for any military order which could give no sufficient reason for its continued existence the whole teutonic body concentrated itself in prussia and the grand master made marienburg his permanent headquarters from thence they conquered land to the west of the vistula with the important towns of elbing and danzig and the emperor glad of the extension of german influence in these important regions confirmed their rights and took them under his special protection the fourteenth century marks the highest point in the fortunes of the teutonic knights they had great territorial power and though poland was a jealous rival they were able to hold their own in wars against her they still had the reputation of being unconquerable and the honour of fighting for christianity against the heathen lithuanians who were blocking their progress on the east in this famous military order of the north together with cold calculation of political motives there still lingered something of the old chivalry which had inspired the early knights plans of valuable territorial conquest were still combined with crusading ardour and religious zeal all youths who wished for distinction in arms were anxious to obtain some of their training amongst these white-robed warriors of the north here we find henry of derby fighting before he seized the english throne as henry the fourth here the gallant john of bohemia lost his eyesight in the midst of lithuanian marshes toward the close of this century however there were signs of coming danger the chief towns in the dominion of the knights such as danzig elbing torn and Königsberg, were members of the hanseatic league of which we have still to speak united that is with other german cities in a way which tended to make them very independent of their immediate rulers then the union of kalmar which placed sweden norway and denmark all under the same ruler was a menace to the influence of the order in the baltic but worse than all was the accession of jogello of lithuania to the throne of poland and his acceptance of the christian faith it will be remembered that the death of lewis the great of hungary and poland had left his dominions to be divided between two daughters and that hedwig the youngest was invited to rule in poland on condition that she gave her hand to the lithuanian duke and this jogello was baptized and crowned under the name of ladislas in thirteen eighty six the union of poland and lithuania meant a very strong and hostile power which threatened the dominions of the teutonic knights and the baptism of jogello followed as it was by the forced conversion of all his heathen subjects removed the formal pretext for the continued advance of the northern crusaders in fourteen ten a severe defeat at tannenberg showed at last 
that a slavonic army could defeat a german one and destroyed the belief in the impossibility of conquering the teutonic knights fifty-one german banners hung in the church of krakow remained to keep alive the pride of the victors for a time the heroism of henry of plauen the grand master who held out at marienburg despite apparently overwhelming odds saved the order from total destruction but its power was badly shaken and german territory on the southern baltic was falling back once more into the hands of the slavs shortly after our period ends poland obtained the lands which the knights had conquered to the west of the vistula and they were only allowed to retain their territory in eastern prussia as a polish fief while the germans were thus competing with slavs on the eastern baltic on the west it was a question whether they or the scandinavians should control trade in that quarter and especially in those narrow sea passages leading around denmark to the north sea german traders and fishermen were early tempted to the shores of the baltic as well as to the north sea and german towns began to spring up on other lands than their own thus visby on the island of gotland the centre of the northern trade and the great seat of the fishing industry although under swedish rule was to all intents and purposes a german town lubeck strausund and rostock were called vendish towns but were peopled and developed by german merchants and there were commercial settlements of germans in norway in england and in flanders at bergen london and bruges in early days no trade could be carried on safely except by associations and men were accustomed to group themselves together for all sorts of purposes thus within the towns themselves merchants would combine in hanses or merchant guilds which obtained control of all the trade of that town and often became the chief managers of its municipal government while on foreign soil these traders would form themselves into societies for mutual protection and mutual benefit bands of fellow-countrymen in a strange land merchants in those days went themselves to look after the sale of their goods and were often obliged to spend long periods in other countries where they might be at a considerable disadvantage compared with the native inhabitants it was this which rendered the foreign hansas so very necessary they used to combine themselves to acquire what were called factories places where they could live and also store their goods over these societies officials would be placed responsible for order and justice and general meetings would be held for common business and for making trade regulations in england the first hansa was formed in london by merchants from cologne and gradually other towns were allowed to enter and enjoy the same privileges at first hamburg and lubeck established hansas of their own at lynn on the east coast but at the close of the thirteenth century these three factories combined together and formed one very important german guild in london the hansa alemanniae combined of these traders both from the baltic and the north seas similar establishments flourished in bruges bremen novgorod and other places End of section twenty one